Good evening, good evening, good evening. Welcome to the Alchemy Hour. My name is Drew, along with my man, D, D-H. Listen, um, this is the fourth. Here you go. This is the fourth installment of the Alchemy Hour. And we want to thank all the followers that's been following us on Facebook Live, YouTube, and all the sites. We really appreciate you, really appreciate all the comments. But we got a banger in a banger. I think my man, Don, um, was it Don the God says that the banger, we got a banger for y'all tonight. We really do though. I don't want to steal your stuff, dog, man. That's my line. So I'm gonna bring in my man to introduce our guest. We're gonna get right into it, man. But we got some young kings, man, and we're gonna get it in, man. Absolutely. Without further ado, uh, I mean, I'm delighted to have these young brothers on. Uh, they actually interviewed me for their podcast. Uh, when was that? Last summer for the yeah. first time. And I just want the listening audience, the people that's tuned in to brace yourself because these cats ain't even old enough to drink yet. <laughs> and they are out here teaching, uh, researching, learning doing incredible things, making copper and, and silver and all of these amazing things like true alchemists would. So it's only right we have them on the Alchemy Hour. Um, without further ado, we got the young brother Don the Ascendant. What's going yeah. on? The young brother Rod the God. What's up, people? <laughs> and the young brother Horace the Pharaoh. And they go by the name of Fresh Pharaoh Entertainment. Right. Yes, sir. We want to definitely welcome y'all to the, the show and thank y'all for coming. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Right. So um, let, let, oh, you go, go ahead, Dean. You go ahead. You go ahead, right. Drew. Let's get into it. First, I want to know the ages. What's your ages? And are y'all in school? And what are you guys studying? Let's start off with that. I'll go first, then. Uh, well, I'm 19. Uh, I'm yes, I'm currently in school and I'm studying uh, mechanical engineering. Mm. That's what's up. All right, I'm, I'm with him. I'm mechanical engineer too. But I just turned two. I'm 20 in like two days, three days, something like that. So yeah. All right, we gotta wish Roddy God a happy belated birthday. My boy yeah, just turned 20. Bro. Happy birthday, bro. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Michelle. I am 19 too. I'm currently studying production engineering in my second year at Georgia Tech. So oh, that's that's what's up, man. You know what? I'm smi I'm smiling to to ear to ear, man, with you brothers on here, man. You got um you're majoring in engineering and you guys have ascended to the highest of the highs at a young age, man. So tell me, how how did you guys get into um like knowledge yourself and knowing yourself? Because like we was talking before we came on here, I didn't really get into this path until I was about like 29 or like 30 years old before I even started reading any of this stuff. How did you guys get into this path, man? Oh man, that's a that's a long story. I mean, for me personally, growing up in the household I grew up in, um, you know, I grew up in a very Christian household and ever since a, a, a young cat, I always asked a lot of questions, you know what I mean? So like, I'd be at church, I'd be like, why we do that? You know what I'm saying? Why we believe in that? You know what I'm saying? So I was always like, always asking questions, you know, very inquisitive, very curious. 
and you know me and Horace the Pharaoh, actually all three of us went to the same middle school. Um, but me and Horace the Pharaoh, like we had the same bus stop. And so every morning, him and I, like we were always, you know, be on the bus talking, listening to the same music. And we started off being super into conspiracies and whatnot. And so we'd just be doing a bunch of conspiracy research, you know, going deep in the rabbit holes and everything. And this was in like, you know, sixth, seventh, eighth grade. You know what I mean? And eventually that turned into not more not so much as conspiracy, but then you know it evolved into knowledge of self because I realized at some point I was like, you know, having all this knowledge about all these conspiracies, like how is that helping me? You know what I'm saying? You know, I just I just know about this stuff that's happening, which is cool. You know, you want to know what's going on around you, but I got to know how to help myself and elevate myself as well. And so that's when that transition into knowing more about self. And, you know, I kept the same mindset of doing the research and everything. I was just focusing in a different direction. I had a different purpose. So, you know, it really started from a young age, you know, just being a curious person. Okay. Anybody else want to tackle that question? From the uh, story that Don Don shared uh, with me, you know, I've always loved superheroes to like a real high degree. And so when I used to like buy comics and stuff, I used to always read them. But to me, they always felt very realistic. Like the things they would say about like the powers or like, let's say you read in like a Fantastic Four comic and you hear like words you've never seen before. And I read them, but that makes perfect sense. I know that happened. And to me, it felt too real to not be true like you don't just come up with this on the spot without having some real like you don't talk about quantum mechanics and things that most people have never heard of and make it make perfect sense in a book without some of that being true or being able to actually seeing these things or experience these things to attribute to That's that before, yeah. before we get to rod man we did the show last week where D broke down the whole superhero um, concepts, man, and the powers and stuff like that. So that's powerful, man. I like that, though. All right, Rod the God, what's up? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, it's basically the same story. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I like sci-fi, cartoon lover, all that stuff. And I always felt like, you know, even though they were cartoons, like, for example, like Avatar Last Airbender, uh, the movie Avatar with the Blue People, superheroes, just all these storylines going along. It's always about Chi, inner self, overcoming, you know, other force i'm like it's weird yeah i, I kind of feel like that kind of like connect to something a little bit like i'm kind of a little too into these stories to be stories now and then you know after i i think i started popping up and all of this little conspiracy online I'm like huh what does that remind me of was there an episode of but what if but could it be and then you just added on to it you know what i'm saying like you just keep on so i'm, I'm a big what if person i like i like learning new stuff and seeing if different things happen so just it's just me from the bird childhood, I guess. Right, right. But but see, you y'all not average teens, man, and kids, man, and y'all kings because y'all a lot of people are taking this information, right? And and I hear and I talk to teens your age that's playing video games and watching these cartoons, but I never had it explained to me like that. Like you you basically questioning that you know this is what happened. This is us. Most of the people, they're just watching cartoons and they're just flipping from the cartoons from nothing and they can't put the explanation down. And then to bring the point out of you, you guys are studying engineering too. So was that was that actually 
a, a springboard for you guys getting into engineering because of you know the background and what you guys are studying and, and how you feeling? When I first thought of becoming an engineer, you know, in when they explained to me like layman's term, they're like, oh, engineers, you know, they're problem solvers, they're creators, you know, everything that come from came by someone that's like technically an engineer, what so, some form, right? To find everything we have now had to be, was first an idea that became to life. So that's always been my like intuition going into it. You know, I think, go ahead, Don. I'm bad. I was just saying, I think growing up, reading a bunch of comics and watching all these cartoons and things and always asking the questions like they said before you know it's almost as if you read these so many times to where you start looking at these things like yo this could actually be something that exists in real life and it may sound like a childish idea but you know when you go up with these things and you think yo hey you know i could go up i can make this happen you know i, I can make this come to life so you know, like you said, that's that very, very mill. Excuse me, very well may have been a springboard or at least a, a major contributing factor. You know what I mean? Just being able yeah. to think I could bring this stuff to life that I'm reading about that I'm immersing myself into every day. So right, right. So so what is what is you what are you guys audience like? Like, do you sit around your your dorm rooms or do you sit around on? on your YouTube and you got a following where people are you you teaching the group or is it hard for individuals your age to like gravitate what you're saying or they look at you like what is he talking about or what are they talking about I think necessarily for our age group because when we look at our podcast a lot of our uh most of our viewers are within their 30s and 40s that gravitate to us at first initially it was around our age but I think that was out of support but eventually that dwindled down and the older age group started to gravitate to us and i think that's because and i think we can all attest to this like when we talk to people our age like you know our age and older it's a little bit older they look at us like we crazy sometimes and they try to almost be like well why would you think like that and our our response is like why don't you think like that or why aren't you thinking of it in these other ways right. you know everything isn't one-sided or two-sided everything's multi-dimensional you got to think of all the repercussions and aspects everything you know what i'm saying right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right you got a question d or want to jump in here well i i was just gonna um add to that and um i want these brothers to be extremely proud of themselves especially to see themselves in these heroes right that's very important because i think one of the essential things in uh, essential in us understanding our ascension is to realize how important the imagination is mm -hmm. you know um if our minds can perceive something that means whatever it is, it's attainable somewhere in the universe, right? And in order for us to be able to manifest and become these things that we see ourselves doing, no matter what it is, you know, we have to have imagination because the person that has imagination is the person that no matter what's going on in life, no matter how far 
behind the car note is, whatever the case may be, right? They can, with their mind, perceive themselves doing something else, whatever that is, you know? And I think to accomplish greatness, that's the most important part of it, you know? Because before you can do anything, before you can even say anything, you have to have the thought, you know, through the perceptive mind, yeah. right? And this is a jewel. When you look at the uh, deities, uh, the primordial deities in ancient Tamaray, Kemet, Egypt, whatever word you use, Tefna and Shu, the deity of wind and the deity of moisture, they also embody the perceptive mind and the receptive mind, you know? So uh, that perception is a masculine energy. And then when we have the download of the reception, it's a feminine energy, you know? And if you look at the word imagination inside of it, you got mag, magi, magnetism, Mary, mag, Magdalene, magnetism, you know. So um, to be able to imagine, you know, be very, be extremely proud of yourselves for that. That y'all didn't let, let this world take your imagination from. You know? Right. Right. Yeah. Right. It's like, and um, we got a couple of. I'm I'm gonna try to monitor monitor the questions as much as possible, but we do have. Um, Michael Maddox said. Um, they have a podcast. So real yeah. quick, we're giving a podcast throughout the show. We're going to be spot, um, spotlighting yeah. their podcast and everything. So real quick, give it to them. And then we're going to try if somebody can type it into the comments, too. Yeah. Already. Mama Bear already <laughs> put it in there. Fresh Payroll Entertainment. And if you guys look in the caption, um, I've already put the link to their YouTube page and their um, Apple podcast. Okay, good, good. So they do. So make sure you go check out the link and definitely hit these brothers up, man. So, so what what are some of the things that you guys? I've I've heard the the podcast from people seeing you, and my audience is new to a lot of this stuff. What are some of the things that you guys are talking about on your podcast? I think I think that's a great question because I think we cover everything you could think of uh essentially what we want to cover is metaphysics and occult science but we also talk about how you can utilize those to better yourself because the goal is for you to ascend and so we're almost acting not necessarily as guys but we're just giving you the information and it's you know it's up to still it's up to us individually to use it and so we don't want to talk about nothing we're not doing ourselves either and so, cause then you're just like false advertising. Like you can't talk about meditation if you don't meditate. And, right, right. and so we talk about such things like aligning your mental health with your spiritual and physical. Cause we know everything is the connection between mind and body. And we talked about utilizing those things to elevate yourself so you can reach these higher things. We talked about, we talk about astrology a lot and how to correlate that to uh, how the times are going or how to predict this and how we should move as a result of what we're going through and how to correlate that to things like your chakras or your emotions. And we take it deeper than uh, what you would expect to find people our age talking about usually. Right. You know, for me, I think, I think my main purpose when it comes to the podcast is sparking the questions. You know what I mean? And I feel for a lot of people, 
you know, they go day by day life and they don't ask any questions. They just, oh, you know, go right. to work, go to school. You know what I'm saying? Just live yeah. life, do the same thing over and over. And I'm more interested in saying, okay, I'm going to bring this topic to you. You may have never heard about it, but when we talk about it, I want you to sit back and say, hmm, I never thought about it like that. You know what I'm saying? So now that person, it gets their gears shifting. You know what I mean? Getting their thoughts going. It's like, okay, I never thought about it like that. Let me look into this. You know what I mean? And so now we got another person that's doing their own research and they go down, they own rabbit hole. They, they elevating themselves. So that's really what I feel like, you know, our purpose is and what we bring in our episodes. We have topics, you know, power of melanin, you know, talking about, uh, you know, feminine, divine feminine, divine masculine, uh, talking about, was it? We just had an episode uh, talking about, uh, what was it? What was it? What'd you say? Meditation and the yeah, power of breath. Yeah, meditation, power of breath, you know, things of that nature, just things that may seem like mundane topics, you know, to the average listener, but when you delve deeper into it, it, it gets you thinking in a new way about these certain topics that you've been listening to your entire life. And, you know, once you have these same topics, they're thinking about them in a different way. That's when I feel like the true elevation comes because now you're looking at things in a completely different way. Yeah. You want to tackle that too, Don, or you good? Um, one of the things I do take pride in is the fact is that we have such a wide variety of topics because we got a little something for everybody. We have, we've done like history of hip hop. Uh, we, of course, we hit mental health and we hit metaphysics. So like we broken down like Dr. Manhattan in Avatar, like certain shows and movies that have a deeper connection. Right. Uh, we've hit like, you know, we've hit like real life, like during when the pandemic first came out, you know, things you can do. Use the power of melanin, you know, keep yourself nutrient, nutrient, and all this other stuff. So there's a little something. If you if you don't like, let's say, for example, you just don't care about politics or nothing like that, there's something for you. If you don't care, if you think you have great mental health, oh, something for you. Oh, guess what? I've been I'm straight the way I look. I don't care about how my, my beauty is compared to the rest of the world. Oh, we got something for you. It's something for everybody. That's what I do take pride of in our little podcast we've been doing. Right. You know, you know what's powerful about I'm, I'm listening to you, and I, I just can't help from keep smiling, man, because he, listen, the, the topics that, especially with um, young men your age, the topics you're talking about, like when you're talking about mental health and you're talking about like chakras and meditation, that is much, much needed, especially what's going on in today's society, though. So do you, do you once you do your shows, do you get a lot of... Um, young men and young women reaching out to you to to like find out more about meditation and more about, you know, like confiding into you guys? Sometimes. Uh, I know like when we first started, you know, when I was uh, in school, I was at another school, I was down in Florida and we had our episode, of, when we first started, we had an episode talking about mental health and, you know, aligning the spiritual, mental and physical. And he reached out to me and he said, man, this is a great episode, this helped me Align these three, and then he said he sent it to one of his friends, and she was like, "Wow, that helps her." And she sent it to like four more people, and it, it spread like that. And so it's always good to hear, not to necessarily to feed our ego, but to know that okay, what we're doing is helping people elevate and put together themselves so they can further elevate in order to achieve what they're trying to achieve in terms of higher self. And we also, you know, it depends on the episode too, but all the feedback we get is always good. Like we had an episode talking about how. uh the Eurocentric uh, standards of beauty and how they destroy, you know, the divine feminine and mm -hmm. as well as the divine masculine. And 
we had uh, someone come to us and say, wow, this is amazing. It's amazing to see people so young talk about it in such a detailed way. Yes. We even had one, we talked about, I think what we had, we're talking about called the dark matter think tank. We just talked about the universal energy of consciousness. Mm. And I think that was the most craziest response we got because the person was like, this is amazing. I just had a dream where I was dark matter and y'all have an episode that we was like, what? Well, oh, okay. He was like, all right, then cool. You know, like, <laughs> right. You, you know, it's funny though. Um, and, and you guys can jump in and answer, follow up with that. Cause I was around a, a, a bunch of young people recently and they were talking about hip hop and they were talking, you know, about stuff that had nothing to do with anything. And, and and but you guys get together and you guys are talking about how the astral plane and you know catching with the sun and run them and the sun and all that and how to how to get into the highest of the highest and in your mentals are there and stuff so it must be i would like to sit in the room with you guys for a while and chat man and just and just kick it Instead for the normal team, though, I mean, you know what I'm saying? These guys, these ain't just sitting with your average, average young men and kings, right? You, you getting, you getting a lot out of this stuff, man. Though. So, the, so the podcast, I had, I was able to check out a few podcasts, and um, I do like how you, how, how you guys interact with, with each other. And how long have you been doing the podcast? Uh, uh, the idea first came around. <laughs> Like about two years ago, it's like a year of the podcast. So, yeah, we just had our year anniversary for the podcast starting up. Congratulations, man! Appreciate it. Congratulations, man! I, I like that, man. Definitely, congratulations. You got any questions, D? You want to throw at them? Nah, man. I'm just uh, <laughs> soaking, soaking it up, man. You know, um, it's just to me, it's it's great to hear. Uh, what they're saying, um, because I know, and even I was guilty of it, right? When I got to a certain point of reading certain information, it made me real angry, right? You know, and I think a lot of the youth that start uh, getting to the point to where they're studying and researching and everything else, they start learning and researching things, and it makes them. Uh, very uh, hostile and volatile. And what a lot of times we don't realize is that that anger is what keeps us from really growing and getting to the point to where we can get to the heart chakra and live in that space or get to the pineal gland and live in that space, you know? So it's just, it's incredible, bro, to hear. Right. You cats talking about what y'all talking about and expressing yourselves in the way that you are, um, not just for the simple fact that it's the information that you're you're uh, talking about, but uh, the subject for the topics that you're talking about, but in the way that you're expressing it. Right. You know, um, you're not expressing it from a standpoint of people who are trying to uh be influencers in any sort of way you're saying that you're presenting what you need to present you know and my sister the goddess tasha is on here she gonna uh she said very true just then she she's gonna um come on uh sometime in the near future i gotta get with her and she also is gonna be i'm gonna link her with y'all guys um because i know y'all like to do the indigenous stuff and she's a, amazing explain it um 
our indigenous history and different things about indigenous cultures and different um, Native American tribes and stuff like that. Okay. Just, just to piggyback a little bit off what Dwayne said, I mean, there's a few podcasts out there and individuals start learning uh, you know, a little bit of knowledge and it's more forceful and it's this, but I like the way you guys interact with each other, um, how you talk, I mean, you guys laugh and you giggle, but you're also, are put uh, are hitting some gems in what y'all saying too, and y'all really like serious about. You can tell that you studying. You're not playing around with it though. You know, actually, a bit, I bet you your this is a little bit harder than it is with your studies at school, because your studies at school is just book sense. This right here is just really finding yourself though. So I really appreciate that. Which so let's let's talk about it. Let, let's get into a topic. You guys like hip hop. Um, What's the state of hip hop today? What you how do you guys feel about hip hop? Because I always kid with D and say hip hop is dead. Oh, this is hilarious. Like we talk about this all the time, and it's such a I want to say convoluted state, you know. Like the duality of hip hop, if if anything, you can see it at like its max right now. You see the highs and lows, but you gotta have the highs and lows to create balance, you know what I'm saying. It's it's, sim it's just as similar to like the little 90s era coming into the 2000s, how you had so many people, 2000s, oh man, hip hop is dead. And then you got like, uh, people was like, the 90s was the best. But I come from a standpoint where I listen to everything. Like I listen to stuff like, I still listen to Wu-Tang, you know, I still, I got a cassette tape, you know, and, but then at the same time, I can still listen to new stuff and find things I like in that. So I can, I can also see the faults in both. Like I can see now hip hop, has a very like high-end deaf culture, you know what I'm saying, and what they represent. So they do push a lot of death at the same time, but you also got to look and show that uh, how it's elevated to a state to where people, some people use it to elevate themselves or they use it to spread a message of ascension. You know what I'm saying? Like, there are some artists that talk about in their music stuff similar to what we talk about. Correct. Yeah, Correct. I was just about to say, uh, you know, piggybacking off of weight. Uh, Horace DeFerro said, when you look at hip hop, you know, there's a lot of different opinions about hip hop. And I think that comes a lot because there's so many different eyes looking at hip hop. And we have so many different people who are looking at this genre. And to a lot of different people, hip hop means different things. You know what I mean? You know, if you ask a person who's my age to define hip hop, they'll have a different definition than someone who's 20, 30 years older than me. Right. And so right. I feel like with any music, especially with hip hop, hip hop may be the most. Um, it's I, I can't really put my finger on the word. It's always changing. You know what I'm saying? Right. Always evolving as a genre. Right. You know what I mean? And so I can't when you look at it from right. And, and when you look at it from that standpoint, you can't say, you know, hip hop is dead because hip hop isn't what it was 20 years ago. You know That's what I right. mean? Because hip hop's not gonna be the same as it is now, 20 years from now, you know what I mean? And so right. when I look at hip hop, I look at it as it's always in a state of transition. You know what I'm saying? It's always in a state of evolution, always moving, always changing, always moving forward. You know, much how everyday life is, you know what I mean? And you know, exactly what Horace DeFerro said, a lot of things in hip hop, you can look at it as, oh man, they ain't talking nothing but murder and drug and, and gangs and all of this. And that's true. A lot of hip hop does talk about that. But 
on the flip side, a lot of hip hop is talking about elevating ourselves. A lot of hip hop is trying to talk some good sense into the people mm-hmm. that are listening to that music. You know what I mean? So, you know, I think the worst thing anyone could ever do is try to define hip hop as just one thing because it's never been just one thing. You know what I mean? Hip hop is probably the most diverse music genre there is. You know, you right. can't define hip hop. You can't put hip hop in a box like that. And so that's, that's what I that's what I think of when, you know, I I think of hip hop now. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. You got it. You want to come? I, I want to say I want to say this. Uh, I want to know Rod wanted to I, say something cuz I want to uh I want to chime in on that to make sure Okay, so go to Rod and then do you chime in? I want to kind of follow up. I want to follow up on that too. So go ahead, Rod. Well, just piggybacking off what both of them said. I mean, look at it based. Well, first of all, hip hop, like music, is an art form, right? Art is going to reflect, you know, both the composer, the creator, and then the times. You know, at one point, you know, let's say hip hop was like a small tree. You know, if a tree small, well, the branches, the farthest branches, only like so far apart. But as it grows, you have, you know, some stay closer to the roots. Others going to be some I never thought it would go. It's going to just, it's a, it's a wire variety. So of course, you know, some is going to be deep lyrical talking about, you know, life, love, um, you know, fidelity. Others going to be, you know, just fun, fun music, having fun, spending money. Others going to be, you know, of course, just for, you know, clout, you know, attention. It's just, it's, just a, it's an ongoing thing. So you can't necessarily just make, just pick one of those aspects to say, Oh, this is hip hop, and the rest is just noise. No, it's like you have to be inclusive but fair at the same time. Like, if that makes sense. Correct. Yeah. See, what we gotta always remember, and what we gotta think about, is that the real issue for us is that we let people make our minds up too much for it. Right. So that's that's what I was explaining earlier, even what I was saying about LeBron James when we was having the conversation, right? Mm-hmm. When you go on ESPN and you see Max Kellerman, somebody who never played basketball a day in his life, right? Probably can't dribble with his left hand, probably a trip over his own feet. And you see Nick Wright, right? Somebody who, you know, I look like right now at 45, I'll get him 40 if I played him. You know, I know he trash on the court, right? Yeah. Kit Bayless, you know, these people are the people who are pushing the narrative. Mm-hmm. You understand? And when you go and you look and you see every other show at one point was, can LeBron pass Michael Jordan? Is LeBron the GOAT? And all of these different things. And to me, personally, Michael Jordan ain't the GOAT. He might be the GOAT of his generation. Right. Right? And I look at it the same in hip-hop. If you look in every era, I can make a case for somebody being the GOAT in every era. Right now, I can make a case for J. Cole being the GOAT. Mm-hmm. J. Cole, to me, J. Cole oh, personally is You understand? Um, and, and, and when you look at what the real deal, what we need to understand, us, right? The people who are consuming the music and the people who are speaking about the music and critiquing it and everything else, what we got to realize is that it's really our fault because we don't truthfully empower the real one that matters. Mm-hmm. Now, let's go back and remember what Tupac said. When he got set up, we all know he ain't raped the girl now. You know what I'm saying? 
But what was he saying in the interview when he was mad? He was like, he was like, I made a song like Keep Your Head Up. So they couldn't put something like on this and my put something like this on me and my sisters would step up for me and say, nah, that brother ain't about that. Right? Now what happened when one of our artists or whatever get killed or they go to jail for something or whatever, everybody laugh at it and make memes about it and everything else. But we don't truthfully realize that we don't empower somebody like J. Cole and support his music like uh, European support Garth Brooks. Mm-hmm. You understand? Yeah. Outcast, some of the records that they made probably should have sold 20 million records, 30 million records. And then it'd be a situation now where everybody mad at Andre and they like, you know, we want Andre to come back. We want a tour. We want this. We want that. And and when when they was here and they was active and they was popping, you ain't love them the way you were supposed to love them. You ain't respect them the way you were supposed to respect them. Right? Lauren Hill. To me, Lauren Hill is God. You know what I mean? Like her unplug, if you just listen, if you just read her lyrics. Yeah, her unplug was hot. Yeah. You know, like that's like the Emancipation Proclamation for the soul. Yeah, greatest R and B album of all time. Come yeah. on, man. And it's like we have to be mindful of those facts. We've we've had people from our culture to trash Lauren Hill, call her crazy, talk about the clothes she wear, make fun of the fact that she she got her heart broken by this dude that she got her heart broken and how it affected her, right? When every when every sister who done had their heart broken was supposed to rally around her, right? You know, I done seen people, I done seen sisters trash CeeLo Green, right? And CeeLo Green was the cat who wrote the record Beautiful Skin. Talking about the melanin and our sisters, and he, he he wrote the hook and said, "You're my beginning, my end, my sister, lover, and friend. Lord, if your life would depend, it's shy for your beautiful skin. What they say about you ain't true. There's no me if there's no you. You understand? And we talk about bro did this. They they came out with that in '95. You hear me? '96." You know, and we we didn't support them the way we should have supported them. Right. It shouldn't be a situation where, you know, the goody mob fell off the way they fell off and gotta go do DJ Vlad interviews and stuff like that. You know, so what we we collectively have to realize within our culture is that we have to learn to get outside of what they shoving down our throat. That's true. And it, this applies yeah. across the board. This applies right. across the board. Look at right. look at now. Look at now what that happened with all the comedians. Cause they shoved Kevin Hart down our throat for the last seven years. Right. right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and yeah. these are the, these are the type of things that I pay attention to all the time. Cause I'm like, how people don't see this shit? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I sit yeah. back. Well, it's coming to fruition now because thing, thing, you know, things are turning upside down, and you've seen with the last special we did. But I, w- I want to say this though, to everybody's point, I, I just play around with hip hop. Is there? I'm a DJ, by the way, so I do hip hop, I do house, 
and I do Neo Soul Underground. I do a lot of stuff. And hip hop really isn't dead, but to me, and um, somebody said it, I don't know, one of y'all said it, but it, it changes it, almost year to year. The genres in hip hop change. Remember, they was calling hip hop at one point R and B. They was calling it, but but to these point, the, the the there's true. There's still a hip hop underground culture that is not played on the radio, that is not gravitated by most people. And and it, and there's some great brothers putting out some great stuff that's out there, man. You know, I I I, I rock with a lot of underground hip hop artists. And listen, there's some great stuff out of here. So that, just to ask that, and I and my cousins were hip hop artists back in the '80s. I got cousins that were in the Treacherous Three and Tilo Rock. If you heard them old school, those are my cousins and stuff. So I grew up with that. But I also, like I said, as a DJ, I I play everything. To me, I try to adhere to what the people saying. But I think to to the fault of what's being played on radio, we have to start creating our own underground like channels to where we can play this stuff. Uh, even when you guys are doing like your your talks and stuff, you can incorporate a lot of that underground stuff into to people listening to what you're doing. And I think that's what we're going to do here in the Alchemy Hour. We're going to try to incorporate a little bit more underground hip hop so people can at least hear it and stuff. I just want to say that. Though. Right. So, so go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was saying, if you don't mind me adding, like overall, when I think of hip hop, I think of uh, like a quote, you know, Grandmaster Kaz. Well, he used to say he used to say that I am hip hop. And so I used to say, if you replace the word hip hop with the word God, you kind of you see the influence that it had. I, said the same thing. I am hip hop. I am God. And he used to say. You dropped. You dropped. Yeah, that's better. OK. I was saying, yeah, I, I want to, uh, I want to address my elder, Miss um, Ross Joyce, and she gonna, she gonna come on um, eventually too and talk about her, um, her, her product and realness. Uh, but dig it. Most rappers be dissing one another. Rise consciousness. What's up with that, right? And what we gotta understand is that. We can't just get caught up into that these record labels are full feeding us. You know, and we have to you know, search and find the good music. Nas got a album out right now. Ain't nobody listening to it. Yeah. And I, and I think D, the yeah. biggest thing, the biggest thing you said was, was very important. What you said is the support. Is we don't support. We gotta start supporting this stuff, man. When it comes out, um, like you were saying, J Cole. J Cole is is to some people and even come up in conversation. And J Cole is dope. It's just like Black Thought. We talk about him a lot of times. He don't even come up in conversations and the stuff that he be spitting and stuff. So so. Um, to to switch in the to back to like meditation, um, how often do you guys meditate? And and tell us a little bit about how important it is to meditate. Donna, you want to start this one off? Yeah, I can start it off. So, um, you know, going into meditation, you know, just for a little background, I feel like a lot of people think it's more than it actually is. I think it's way more complicated uh, than it actually is. 
Um, and I actually just finished reading a book about meditation right before we did our episode about it. And so, you know, when I meditate, a lot of people, they may not think it's possible, but you don't have to do the whole fancy, you know, cross leg position and everything. I mean, that certainly helps, uh, you know, for multiple things. But if you just starting off, you can literally be in your bed, you know what I'm saying, in a, a relaxed position, you know, somewhere that allows you to focus on your mind, focus on your thoughts. Um, and so I medit—I try to meditate daily, you know, of course, it, sometimes I fall off a little bit, but try to keep a consistent schedule, uh, meditate daily. And that's important for me because it keeps me mindful. And what I mean by that is that a lot of the times when we go through our daily lives, we tend to act out our emotions. We tend to act out our thoughts. And what I mean by that is you ever, you know, let's say you're in traffic and somebody cuts you off, right? First thing we want to do is react. Oh man, you cut me off. You honking the horn. You cussing them out. You know what I'm saying? Flipping the bird or whatever. You know, first time somebody does you wrong, you want to react. First time something bad happens, you're like, oh man, nothing good ever happened. You know what I'm saying? You getting down. You upset now. But being mindful, meditating allows me to observe those thoughts as they occur, right? And so now it's like something happens, and instead of me being upset, or being sad about it, I'm like, okay, let me understand why these emotions are coming up. Let me understand these emotions truly. And so once you understand those emotions now, I can dispose of them. You know what I'm saying? I can let them flow past. And so now it's not necessarily me being sad or me being upset. It's me understanding why I would have been sad or upset and going to the root of the problem. And so that helps in everyday life so much because now the time I would have spent being upset or sad or mad or whatever, I can spend looking for solutions. You know what I mean? I can spend going to solve the problem instead of dwelling on the problem. And I feel like that's what meditation helps me the most. You know, it, it's a blessing when you're able to look at a problem and not see it as an insurmountable task or something that's just, you know, a barrier, but look at it as something that's you know, I can grow from this. You know what I'm saying? I can I can use this in order to, you know, like someone just commented, I can use this in order to reach my higher self. You know what I mean? It, it's not something that's hindering me. It, it Now it's something that's advancing me. So that's why I feel like this, you know, meditation is, it, oh, excuse me, is important to me. Okay. Anybody else want to tackle that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, as the newest member of Meditation Gang, you know, I pick it up, I want to say maybe a month or so around it started the pandemic, you know, because I at first I was like losing my mind for me, you know, I, not only am I like in the school, you know, now I'm stuck in the house, you know, I, I can't, I, now everyone's my clothes on the outside, you know, that's still kind of add up because, you know, I already had, you know, oh, I got to get these grades done, oh, how am I going to pay for this, oh, I got to, you know, do all this, and at that point, it's kind of affecting, you know, like your psyche, like, you know, if your mind out of out of sync, you know, it's gonna affect, you know, physical, you know, my relationships, my social, you know. I was I feel like at one point I was coming off like B Rabbit and what's it called eight mile. Like I was just dark and grimy. I was like, that's not me. Like I'm a fun loving person, you know. I ain't trying to like lose like everybody around me because I, I can't get over my mood. So I was like, okay, let me just see, let's see what's up. So then I look into meditation, you know, what's called benefits of, you know, of course, if you you know focus mental state. Um, helps to helps you become aware of your problems. You know, you can see, think of solutions. You know, just taking 
I started small with like doing like five, 10 minutes in the morning, like a morning routine. You know, I wake up, eat something, meditate. You know, I know as I did all the pandemic, it kind of came out of routine. Like now I can just roll out of bed, eat, meditate, dress, do whatever, eat, meditate, school, eat, meditate, work. So now it's, it's hitting me now, like no full-term effect. Like at this point, I'll say on normal five, like five, I'll do every, I'll say four out of five. I ain't gonna say every day. I'll say four out of five days. My, my, my main thing about how I meditate. But yeah, I just, overall, just, I feel like help my wellness, if it's fair to say. You know, for me, I say I meditate about three times a week. You know, I do like usually when I meditate, I do it like before I go to sleep, but I lead the meditation into my sleep because then I can have like a very good dream and I wake up and I write that dream down and break it down. But when it comes to meditating, I like to uh, help people with their meditation in a sense, because a lot of people say, well, all these thoughts are in my head. What do I do? And I tell them well, you want to focus on that chatter sometimes. So that chatter in your head. So I say with that chatter, you can see who you are and you can see what you think and when you start thinking about it. Because when you you might see that animalistic nature of yourself and break down who you are. So then with that, you can be like, OK, this is who I am. Like, for instance, uh, like let's say the people that do outside rallying with the Black Lives Matter movement who are the strongest supporters might be the people who hate black people the most on the inside because they'll be the first people to say, I hate when black people do such and such. But we'll be like, but don't you love black people? Why would you say that? And it's, it's that subconscious. It's the subconscious that's telling them that that's why they're supporting that because they're trying to get away from that animalistic nature. And I also tell people when they're meditating, you, for instance, I tell people, uh, you want to think of an apple. And I say, just close your eyes and think about like all the senses of the apple. Okay, I can feel the apple. I can taste the apple. I can smell the apple. So that way you can attribute your senses, you know, through your imagination and visualize it. And then next time you meditate, you want to do something. Now you want to actually eat the apple or you want to toss the apple and catch it. You want to visualize it as if it's in your hand because you can manifest the energy of the apple within your hand. And with meditation, you can do that with anything. So if you want to manifest, manifest something, you want to attribute all that energy to that specific thing and dwell on that for as long as you have to, or as long as you want to, to attribute right. and bring that energy towards that. Right. So, so moving on to meditation, each and no, every one. No, no, no. Listen, man, for those of y'all who are on this chat, man, share this video. That, yes. Man, that everybody in the content community to hear what this young cat just said, man. Mm -hmm. Look, I've been telling people for the longest, little bro. Well, I love you for that, bro. I promise. I've been telling people we need to rename it the subconscious community. Because so many of these people, you know, that supposed to be woke, these brothers and sisters, you know, they don't overstand that principle that he just said right there. Right. right. You know, and the conscious mind is the weakest part of the mind. We have the subconscious, we have the super subconscious, right? And so many of us dwell right there in the conscious and, and we think we done ascended to be God. Man, look, man, I wish we had a rewind button. <laughs> so we can play it, man, boy, you, you just right. dropped the jewel of, uh, man, out of all of the alchemy hours we done did, that's the jewel right there. Yeah, he, and, I, and that's why I wanted to lead into the next question I was asking you when with the meditation, 
when in your relationships, how do you want people to see you? And how and what do you what do you want people to see you and how do you want them to perceive you? That's for everybody. Hmm. I mean, me personally, I guess I just want to be like a man of the people. I never really like try to attribute a lot of ego to things because I've been, you know, the biggest thing has been trying to kill your ego. I just want to be there. I don't want to be looked at like, oh man, that's Horace the Pharaoh, man. You know, he did such and such. I mean, that's cool and all, but it's at the same time, I'm just like, I'm just like you, man. I, like, cause I was at, I was once at the state when I was trying to learn too. And when I was learning, I was running around saying, man, hey, man, you know, the earth flat. Hey, man, you know, yada, yada, yada. Hey, yada, yada, yada. And people just looking at me like, okay, all right. They used to call me like little crazy Joe. They was like, all right, crazy Joe. They was like, go ahead, man. But now it's just to the point where it's like, yeah, I heard that before. I did some research or, you know. So it's good to like be acclaimed, but it's almost like fame. You don't let it go to your head. You just, mm. you know, kind of be like the wind. You just flow. But, mm. you know, you still, you still like, you know, you still like try to drop gems and teach people when you can but you never try to become God to them. You just still want to be you, you know what I'm saying? But still have the godly energy and presence. Like when you walk in the room, you still want people to know your energy. You know what I'm saying? They want you to read your energy. And I remember like, for instance, Don, he told me a story one time. Like You said you like walked in the cafeteria and someone was like, yo, I felt your energy when you walked in. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like they were scooping my food, bro. And literally, he was scooping my food and he asked me some conscious question. And you know, it was something, it was something about subconscious thought or elevating, something like that. It happened like two years ago. And so I was just like, you know, I was talking to him. I was like, but why did you ask me of all people? You know what I'm saying? He was like, Man, I felt your energy as soon as you walked in. And you know, before it's like I'm I maybe wasn't as deep as I am into, you know, the whole conscious talk now. Um, but back then I was just like, yo, that just felt powerful to me. I was like, yo, he, like, he really just felt the energy when I came in the room and yeah. things like that, you know what I'm saying? To a lot of people, it can go to your head, but I never want these things to go to my head. You know what I'm saying? Like Horace the Pro was saying, when, you know, we do all of these things, you know, people listen to the podcast or watch this episode. I never want people to look at me as somebody who just has all the answers. You know what I mean? I, I don't want people to look at me as someone, you know, who's just going to lead them to salvation or whatever, because, you know, everybody got to do that for themselves. I want people to look at me as someone they can have a conversation with. You know what I'm saying? Someone that they can come to when they have a question and know that I'm not going to turn them down or someone's not going to, you know, immediately bash them for thinking outside the box or thinking differently than the people that they are surrounded with you know what i'm saying that's the type of person i want to be looked at i, I don't want to be looked at as you know someone that's you know greater than anyone you know what i'm saying I, i'm trying to be one with the universe you feel what i mean like I, I ain't trying to be greater than nobody i ain't trying to be above nobody i'm just trying to elevate myself you know become one with the universe you know eternal peace all of that so you know that's that's what i was saying earlier when we was doing this i'm just trying to spark questions you know what i'm saying I, i'm trying to you know, save your life. I ain't trying to, you know, bring you to any type of higher level because I've done that before. You know, when I first started out, I was trying to teach people, oh, you, you know, you should be doing this. And oh, that's not good for you. And the the backlash I received from that, it, it made me realize that 
this isn't necessarily my calling. Like, I'm not supposed to be just trying to tell people what to do. You know what I'm saying? I give you the information and you do with it what you want to. You know what I'm saying? And I don't care if I'm talking to 100 people and only one person comes back and is like, hey, man, I heard you say something about this. You know, I I just had a a couple questions about it. Or, you know, I thought about this in this way one day. I was just like, "Uh, you know, cool. You know, I'm going to vibe with you. I'm going to talk to you. You know what I'm saying? And that's really all I need. You know what I mean? I don't need nothing other than that. I'm just trying to get more people to, you know, if they haven't already been exposed to it, I'm trying to expose them to it. I'm trying to unlock the the thought processes that they may not already have unlocked themselves. Huh? You want to follow up, Don? Are you good? Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I forgot Don is. I was, I was going to say, like, I'm a, I'm a man of the people, but I'm not a people pleaser. Like, you know, I, I like bringing the energy, but I also bring knowledge, too. Like, when you when you have conversations with me, I'll be like, that dude right there, he knows something. He cool dude. I can have fun with him, man. But he knows something. He ain't no, no airhead, you know what I'm saying? Like, I love, you know, I, you can feel the coming to me. You know, we can have that deep intellectual conversation, too. It's going to be enthusiastic. It's going to be informative, you know. You always just like to leave like a, a good impression on people, you know what I'm saying? Like a lasting impression. They'd be like, you know what? I'm glad I met that dude. Like that, that, that wasn't gonna waste of time right there. Like that's always, that's always just a good, good feeling for me. Yeah, yeah. And you got something D, you was gonna follow up D? Yeah, man, I, uh, I, I again, I wanna commend y'all. Um, what Aaron said, Horace the Pharaoh said, is uh, so essential in all of this right he said you know um getting past the ego he's trying to kill the ego right and um this is uh very hard especially when we talk about the fact that most of us that are doing these things for the right reason we're actually trying to share these things with other people from the goodness of our soul right and then when it's like uh you got the best fried chicken in town you trying to give it away to somebody and they knock the fried chicken out your head like hell no i don't want that shit. i'm gonna go up to popeye right and you know your chicken way better than popeyes and you were willing to give this person this chicken you know it it can become a very uh tumultuous process if we're not mindful of the fact that truthfully what is happening right what is really happening when we interact with other people is we're seeing facets and phases of our disagreeable self right and even more so like what he said about the animalistic nature and the subconscious and 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 listening sometimes to you know that part of you because we still like we still do need that part of ourselves to right. some degree mm-hmm. you know if if i'm somewhere with my lady and a dude try to grab my lady somewhere on her body i need that part of me to go ahead and be like hey bro hell wrong with you dog right you know so we 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 have to overstand that part of ourselves and then also understand that when we see that reflection 
that's when we have to learn to evolve in that moment, right? And grow past the perception at that particular time because you didn't always just accept what mama told you or you didn't always accept what somebody may have been trying to give you that would have been beneficial for you, you know? So, I mean, it's outstanding. And then I also want to say to uh, Don, what he said about trying to inspire questions. Mm -hmm. That's so important, man. You know, because uh, what's the operative word in question? Question. Quest. Quest is a synonym for the journey. Mm -hmm. You know? So our questions if we want the right answers, they should send us on a journey, you know? Yeah. And we get some, uh, some great um, great comments from the family. And um, two mama bears in here, the two Libra ladies in here playing matchmaker. Yeah, they trying, they trying to marry y'all off. But I, I want to I say, y'all got some fans in the chat line. I'm sorry, they're going by so fast, I can't read it. I'm, I'm going to make sure next time that I'll be up on a comment. But I want I want to say this, though. Let, let these brothers answer Let these brothers answer this question right here if they want to. Okay. Can y'all read that on the screen? I'll read it. What can you tell my 13? Okay, go ahead. I just said, you want me to read it for y'all or y'all got it? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead and read it for him. What can you tell me about my 13-year-old son, Deja, Deja Vu? Um, he tells me about them often and about sometimes he said his day be in fast forward. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, I will. This is, well, you go ahead, Don. Go ahead. No, you good. You got it. All right. Well, when I first came upon it, and I actually like started looking at Deja Vu. I used to think of it almost like a glitch in the Matrix. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I didn't know whether it was good or bad, but that's probably the duality of it. That's up for me to decide, you know, because sometimes you would see it would be something that I would see things in a dream, and maybe I might not see that thing till a month later. And I'd be like, I already lived through this, or I've already seen this happen. But then it'll be like that one outlier in it. So I'll remember everything happening until I get to that one thing that wasn't there in that dream. And I'd be like, okay, that wasn't there before. So do it's almost like you ever watch a movie where you make the choices? Yeah, it's just like some movies that are interactive where you can make the choices. So it's almost like you're choosing your future, but it's like you've gotten a glimpse of it already. And it's like, do you still want to go down that path? Or do you want to try to alter things? So I feel like it's almost... Sometimes it can be good because sometimes you've already foreseen it, so you know the outcome already, or you're you're living through it again. So I think sometimes it could be like, okay, you made a mistake here the first time. The universe gave you a second chance to redo it and fix that, or it can be the opposite. It's up to like that you try, you know, figuring out which side, which side of the uh the scale you're on in that situation. Maybe you're trying to I don't know make your heart lighter in that situation. You might okay, which situation going uh you know elevate me in the and it can be something small like it can be something small like i'll look around my room and it'll be something on the flow and i see and i'm like i remember that thing being on the flow then like the next when i see it again it'll be like another piece of clothes on the floor and i'm like do i need to pick that up this time it can be something simple as that or something as you know deep as me like seeing like a question on the test and that's like i've seen this one already 
So I probably got it wrong last time. So let me not pick what I was going to choose in that little glimpse. <laughs> yeah, I think when it, when it comes to deja vu, I feel like, you know, from my understanding, it's communication between you and a different version of you at a different time. And I say that because I, I kind of think about like deja vu and those gut feelings and intuition. I kind of look at those as kind of the same thing because it's you realizing like, yo, something is happening or something is about to happen. And I know something is about to happen, but it hasn't happened yet. You know what I mean? And, you know, most people will tell you that you can't tell the future, you know. And, you know, when I was younger, I used to have deja vu a lot. You know what I'm saying? I would have a dream. Like the horse, like horse, uh, horse girl said, I'll have a dream. And then it could literally be the next day. It could be a week from there. It could be a month from there. And then that thing would happen. And I'm like, yo, like, it's just a feeling. Like, you literally feel yourself in this situation. And you know that you've been here before. And you can tell, like, when the things are about to happen. And I almost look at that as like a, a precursor to that intuition, that gut feeling, because now it's like, okay, these things aren't coming to me in a dream per se, but now they're just happening in waking life. You know what I mean? So you can just be chilling and it's like, okay, I, I feel like something is about to happen. You know what I mean? Just with no thought and you just have that screaming feeling in your head. Like, oh, come on, man. I, I know that this is about to happen. So... I say that, that, you know, that just means that your son, if he experiencing deja vu a lot, you know, I really think that just means that he tuned in to a power right now that he may not necessarily know how to, you know, control right now. You know what I'm saying? But he definitely tuned in to it. You know what I'm saying? That's a power that got to develop. You know what I mean? All right. Mm. back off what Don said. It's I feel like it's a cross somewhere between intuition and your conscious and your subconscious. Because at some point, it's like that fork in the road where you hit this fork in the road, you may have made one or other decision, and then you've learned from it. So now, at some point, this same deja vu moment clicked again. So you're like, wait, I've been here before. Or like, you know, last time this happened. So I just feel like it's that little, I guess, glitch in the perception of time is what Horace was saying. So like, he, at some point, he is tuned into a higher awareness that he is yet to understand yet, if that's, that makes sense. All right. And um, man, that was such a good question, and y'all y'all hit some some very key points. I went back to this comment that Jackie Adams put uh, in the thread, clairvoyant, mm-hmm. right? Because what's happening um, when we experience deja vu is we are actually tapping into our higher self. We're tapping into our higher senses, what we call the superpowers. So if you remember when we talked about 1221 and the superpowers coming back and all that type of stuff and how I tried to explain it on that one episode, Drew. Have y'all ever paid attention to like um, when they show evolution or they show people's lives, they show it linear, Yep. right? They show like a person's lifespan linear. And that's what messed us up because we've been programmed to think linear, right? But when they teach us in school, they tell you that it's a curriculum, right? Which is a circle, right? And time, consciousness is all one and it's a river or a circle 
So this is why the ancient symbol of the Ouroboros or the serpent with his tail in his mouth becomes so important. Right, or the, the eight. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I saw you doing that, bro, right? And eight is infinite, mm -hmm. right? Eight is the number of Tehutu in ancient Egypt, which is thought or the mind. Right. You see? Um, so when someone is having what we consider to be moments of deja vu, they're actually expanding in the space-time continuum. Their consciousness is expanding, you know? And that's how powerful the mind is. Like, if, if I decide in my mind, I wanna think about the first girl I kissed in high school, I could close my eyes and I could relive the moment. I could remember what she smelled like. I could remember what our conversation was like building up to how, when we said we was gonna kiss each other after school, if we wrote love letters to one another, what, uh, what color jeans she had on, what shoes she was wearing, I could relive the whole moment. So am I really time traveling? You see? And, and that's how powerful the subconscious and the super subconscious is. And the super subconscious is why sometimes we imagine ourselves or we envision ourselves or we have quote unquote past life experiences or quote unquote deja vu moments. Because what's happening is we're actually tapping into the super subconscious and we're bringing it to the conscious mind. It's like, you know, piggybacking off what you said, when we're taught that time is a, a linear construct, you know what I mean? How we have past, present, future, and we're taught that, you know what I'm saying? The past is the past, the future hasn't happened yet. But, you know, thinking of it as everything is happening at once, you know what I'm saying? Past, present, future, it's all existing at the same time. And so, like you said, you could be right here in the present experiencing something that happened in the past. And, you know, from the linear standpoint, you shouldn't be able to do that. Wow. But when you think of time as something that's happening altogether continuously, then that's how when you're able to tap into the things that happened to the past or into the future. You know what I'm saying? And when you have that future communication, you know what I'm saying? Even though you may think time is linear, this that's only able to happen because time isn't linear. You know what I mean? Mm. Mm. That's right. Here we go. Kick it. I'm saying it's funny what you said about like the Ouroboros because you know to be honest this whole podcast started from like a game right uh that like where all the characters are myth are uh, it has like all the pantheons of all the ancient cultures like Celtic Kemet and it's like you can play as the gods and so it really started because we started seeing all this symbolism and you would read the lore of the character and you'd be like yo that's not like me or <laughs> or we would just be read the characters from all different pantheon look at all the similarities and realize that everyone is attributed to uh essentially an emotion or a physical aspect of the earth or or weather and like you know they added the uh like the Ouroboros in norse mythology is known as the uh, great the serpent known as jormungandr mm -hmm. and it's this giant beast that that uh essentially thor had to slay 
right? But essentially, he represented time because it's like the snake eating its own tail because it's showing you that the past and the present are the same thing. You're experiencing both at the same time. You just haven't experienced it at, at that time. Correct. And that's why, like, you know, the movie Thor Ragnarok is based off that. I mean, it's not necessarily like the mythology in any way, but essentially Thor has to slay the serpent, which is symbolism for him understanding that, okay, time is infinite. And he's trying to him killing Jormungandr is him realizing that it's no, it's not linear, in that sense. <laughs> Time travel, yeah. yeah. Um, Anybody else? You know, the, these these brothers, since we, since we, uh, since he mentioned Thor, um, they, uh, what Aaron was telling me here, Chorus, I'm sorry, was telling me that they were going to add on to the bill that we had last week about superheroes. So now I'm really interested after he just dropped that about Thor and Yarmagander. I really want to hear, you know, what y'all want to add to or, or bring um, to the forefront about um, some of y'all studies. And, and I know that y'all have really been in the uh, comics and superheroes for a long time. Uh, oh look, superheroes, this is what we do. Like <laughs> we've been nerds yeah. forever. You get at least one reference every podcast. One. It gotta be at least one. We gotta, we gotta get a few of them, man, because it's no yes. fun if we don't. <laughs> uh let's see. So I guess we could start like uh when you was talking about the Green Lantern in relation to the heart chakra, right? So yeah. like one uh green lantern is not the only lantern they have a lantern for literally every chakra they have red blue pink white so they have one for every chakra and it's funny because it's like each of course with the lanterns every lantern is attributed to an emotion so you have the red lanterns which are attributed by nothing but rage they're fueled by rage so that's that root chakra you know green lantern is fueled by will it's the heart chakra and you literally have like what indigo Blue yeah, is orange, 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 purple, violet, yeah. green, and then green. green. Uh, yellow is fear. Green is right. will. Indigo. Willpower. No, yeah, blue is hope. Oh, indigo is compassion. I think. I think uh, pink was just pink, like love. Yeah, pink, pink is, is love. love. And then what's crazy? The white lanterns, which were the most powerful, was the combination of every other lantern ring which you know what that reminds me of is that kundalini awakening and how you can only achieve that after you've awakened all your other chakras and so only people who had the power of all the other lantern rings meaning all the other chakras the entire emotional spectrum could get to that level and it was a white lantern ring and that ring literally just represented life but then the duality of it all what did you about to say it wasn't Superman or White Lantern at one point? Exactly. And but then yeah. even with that, you gotta look at the duality. Remember how we just had an episode about duality because duality and everything. There was also a black lantern. That black lantern was what represented death. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yo, these these concepts, they are literally put right in front of our face. You know what I'm saying? In, in a book, and people look at it and just say, Oh, pretty colors, you know what I'm saying? Cool superpowers. Cool these idea. That, I want to be Green Lantern. Right. These are things you are. Are, are literally right in your face. And it's crazy because what are the Green Lanterns' power? Like, what do all the Lantern rings do? You know what I'm saying? They create. You know what I'm saying? Using your imagination, what we were talking about earlier, 
using your imagination, you literally create anything you want using the lantern ring, using the power right. of the mind, which is literally, literally what we were just talking universe. about. It's right. literally the most powerful weapon in the universe, our mind. And the only thing that's hindering is your imagination, how far you can think, how creative you can be. You Correct. know what I'm saying? And all of these different constructs and things, that's what they call them in the comics, what they create using the rings, the constructs, that's just manifestations in everyday life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let me ask y'all this. Have y'all seen the film Green Lantern? Yeah. With Ryan Reynolds? With Ryan Reynolds? Yeah. 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 Comic book standpoint, oh, it was a terrible movie. But if, if you want to look at it for just yeah, like, you know. <laughs> Yeah, it was a terrible movie. But if you want to look at it like for like metaphysical, you can you can see it. You you see it right there. Like he gets stronger the more will he has. You know what I'm saying? That heart chakra. So if he says, "I believe I can," they even have like a chant. What's the chant with like the power of the ring? It's like uh, uh, by darkest by brightest day, by darkest night, no evil shall escape my sight. Beware those that fear my, fear my sight. Beware my power. Green Lantern's light. That's the one. That, that, Boy, that's, that's the so one. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I know I've murdered it. I know I mixed like three different creeds. I know it's close <laughs> enough. <laughs> I mixed two creeds, but it's okay. You get the point. What was what was the the lantern that they emphasized in the movie, though, fellas? That uh, was supposed to uh, kill the energy of the Green Lantern. The yellow lantern. Yellow. Fear. Fear is the enemy of will. Mm-hmm. Fear is the enemy of will. Absolutely. And, and in your deity state, Will is Heru, hero. Oh, because a, a a hero has to have courage, and courage comes from willpower. Right. And a lot of people think we have free will, but you can't control your eyes blinking. Right. So you don't have free will, but we have will. We have willpower, which is an abstract. Uh, an abstract construct within ourselves that gives us the ability to make a decision mm-hmm. or choice, you know? And um, I thought it was awesome in that part of the film that when they showed uh, to destroy the power of the Green Lantern that they wanted to insert more fear, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and then also, uh, it, uh, another good part of that movie is that they also showed that um, there were many, many, many Green Lanterns, mm-hmm. right? So um, when we when we think about the construct of monotheistic religion and um, you know Jesus, right? That archetype, which we know that came that story came from Heru, right? We know part of that story came from Heru anyway, right? right. But um, I think it's very important for us now at the, the, the point that we are in 2021 and you know, knowing the things that we know for us to begin to realize like there are many Green Lanterns, right? There are many Heru's, there are many Christ's. And I think even as it pertains to our history and, and how we got to this point, we need to now begin to realize that Malcolm X, right, was Heru, he was Christ. Khalid Muhammad was Christ. 
Mm. You know, Noble Drali was Christ. Marcus Garvey was Christ. Bob Marley, you know, even even when we talk about you know Lauren Hill and some of the other artists that we mentioned, you know, because Christ just means anointed, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so uh, I I just wanted to get y'all input on that because I thought from that aspect of the film that part of it was excellent you know a lot of times we you know people when, when you think about religion and how it traps and it blinds people right um a person like bro said earlier he grew up in a christian background you know uh, being from the south a lot of us came through that school of thought going through the church right you know and a person who may have grew up in New York in the 80s, they may have been introduced to the 5% information and learned about being God, body, and so on and so forth, right? You know, and then even more so, if we go right now to Pakistan or Jordan or whatever the case may be, they was introduced to the Prophet Muhammad and the Quran and all these different things, right? So we have to now look at that film and realize that esoteric aspect of it you know and how how much of a teachable moment that is because the people here on earth only saw that one green lantern so to them that was christ that was god that was you know but when we got outside of you know the planet and, and got into uh the cosmos there were many 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 green lanterns right you know and and in our teachings you know and how we choose to convey messages to our people i thought that was very very pertinent for the overall message you know business who has who has um you got all you guys got businesses right well i'm still working on my my uh i'm uh mine is like grassroots right now you know what i'm saying still working on it but my boy Horace the Pharaoh, he got his up and going, you know, making yeah. the oil silver and the and the uh the copper. So did you guard uh go ahead and put your info in the chat? Okay, link, bro. Yeah, but tell us before you tell us a little bit about what you do though, Horace. Tell us a little right. about what you do and how you can get connected and what's the benefits of doing of work doing business with you. So, uh, you know, with my mom, you know, we make a lot of herbal products. But me personally, I make uh, colloidal silver and colloidal copper. And if you don't know, these are like trace minerals. You know, you know, they often say we're stardust. And so if you're going to say you're stardust, you have to put stardust in you, you know, mm. things like so uh, stars have silver in them and like 2% okay. silver. So you need to have 2% silver in you. Stars have copper in them. So you need to have copper in you. Stars have gold in you. So you need to have gold in you. And on top of that, there's various studies that show that uh one the ancient comedians you know egyptians all the ancient cultures were using ancient they were using collodial silver and collodial copper and the benefits of these things are amazing uh silver for instance is great for immune boost and so while people were saying you need to wear your mask for covid all you need to do is boost your immune system and copper is one of the quickest and easiest ways to boost your immune system and heal your body and copper which is my uh, latest product, copper. Uh, we, most people don't have a, a copper-rich diet because we don't eat a lot of copper-rich foods. So with copper, you're boosting your brain stimulation, you're boosting your energy. 
overall, I mean, it's just like overall wellness and health, you know what I'm saying? Right. That's coming from, not from a pill, it's coming from stuff that's already here. Stuff you could really get, you know, for free if you just want to go mine for it, if you wanted to. And these are things that, I mean, that if you want to say that God left here for, you know, stuff that the world, the universe has left here for you. And that can be found within the universe by the billions and trillions because it's what the universe is comprised of. And you're comprised of the universe, too. So to not put these things in your body, you're doing yourself a disservice. You're not, you know, tapping into that higher self by energizing yourself to the best of your ability. Anybody else have a have a business? So definitely throw your link in there. Um, we definitely got to support them. Everybody on here should go support them. Buy one thing or a few things, whatever you can do. Definitely support support them. Because I mean, it's as you already we already told you you can use it and it's a benefit to you and your body, and especially at right now building your immune system. That's probably one of the most important things we should be thinking about right now. Anyway, anybody else have a business out or? I know if you're not working on it, you know what? We got to get you back so you can talk. So you can talk about it though. Once your business come up, you know you got to come back on the show. Well, you guys, listen. Yeah, these true. kings are coming back on the show, D man. I don't know where you where you call these kings for. These dudes are off the hook. I mean, y'all ain't. Y'all, I, I I'm impressed, man, and I love you guys, man, because you. I mean, it's very rarely you find three individuals with your age out here just dropping gyms. Not only that, but just with the knowledge that you guys have like i said i wish i would have had this when i was your age and and i just want to say something quick why um why he's typing that in um i'm a right rights of pastors instructor so i i had to do study i had to go to commit and do all of the study so when i got back and got into myself and my mother's from georgia so i grew but i grew up in massachusetts but i grew up in a very strict christian household as well so when i got into the knowledge and know thyself and all of this training and the first thing I did is I said, well, let me try this stuff out on my family. So I did a presentation. I came back with, with stuff all from Kemet and I was doing a presentation and stuff on um, the, the pyramids and I was doing things like that. And my family was like, yo, get out my face with that black stuff. This is my family. This is what they said to me. That was one of the most hurtful things I ever heard in my life. And I know every single person in here had that experience and also people in the chat had that experience because i know somebody said before it, it you know it's about really your journey is not nobody else's journey if people want to gravitate to you they will um and people did gravitate like youth i teach youth from the ages from 12 to 18 but i learned the lesson is not to force anything on anybody and not push anything on on anybody because there's some people are not at that space right there to get the information or to receive it as well though so i honor you guys man i really do salute to these young brothers man and i mean with 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 what y'all doing man i i pretty pretty much now know that i can rest assured that it's a whole nother generation coming man and y'all boys y'all own it man so salute. yeah and you know it's funny though people you keep saying you know if you follow islam they say right now we're in the joshua generation but if you follow if you say you know the new generation like what the title of the show is you know you guys are supposed to surpass like my generation is here the wayne's generation is supposed to surpass mine and you guys are supposed to surpass his and that's actually what you guys are doing we just need more kings and queens to be on your level 
and to transform it like that. And I think, man, by listening to this program, it's going it's to make a lot of people study, man, and find out who you are. I hope so. That's what it's yeah. all about. Yeah. So the podcast, when, um, how often do you make the podcast and when is your next show? Do you have like a set time or you just make the podcast? Every Friday at 12 p.m. <laughs> Every Friday at 12 p.m.? We drop new episodes. Yeah. I mean, okay. we've been doing specials lately because we do we got like a little anniversary special. But after that, we gotta we, you know, we're gonna go back to the little science of breath. We got a meditation episode, we got an episode about killing the ego, all that. Awesome. Killing the ego. All right, all right. That's what's up, man. Um, somebody wrote in the comments, how about copper sandals uh, to ground with? Any thoughts? Copper is good for the body. They even say you should drink your water out of copper cups, right? Because when the copper is infused with the water, now you got the benefits of the copper within that as well that you can use. And copper has also been known to help people with diabetes, to help you let help uh, oxidize your uh, blood cells. So now, now your body isn't like you know suffocating on itself because it's having the nutrients and the things that it needs to actually supply it with health. So they. That, this is why copper is so essential and things like sunlight. Cause really, you know, when it, this conversation about like health comes up, people think it's all about the food and food is definitely important. But from what I've understand that sunlight is two thirds of the battle. Like you gotta right. get more sun than anything. And then the food comes in later. So if you eating the food and you still not feeling good, you just need to get some sun. <laughs> Sundays for a few hours. Do you make the copper cup? Do you make the copper cups? You make those too? No, I don't make the cups. I just make the uh, the uh, the liquid form that you can you can ingest to heal yourself. Okay. Okay. Now you know why people pick pennies and uh, pounds. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Amazing, man. Yeah, this is this is definitely amazing, man. It's been wonderful. We can't, we can't say any old enough to buy a drink, man. <laughs> and you know what? At to where y'all going, y'all don't need to worry about drinking or anything like right. that. I know y'all not even focused on that point, man. Right. You know, y'all y'all have so uh, just the wealth of information, and, and it's. And, I mean, tonight was. I mean, I, I'm gonna have to go back with D, man. Tonight is one of the, probably the best shows, man. One of my. It, I have another show called Truth and Vill that I definitely got to bring y'all on that one too. But this was probably this was not only was this fun, but it was it was. In an eye-opening experience to see you young brothers just come in here and just kick it, just like you know, y'all not afraid to kick it. Y'all got the goddess uh, who who wowed everybody with the science and the tarot a couple weeks ago. She said, "I'm about to throw my laptop." <laughs> you know, you know. But I think shows, man. Once again, I think D, man. I think shows like um, the Alchemy Hour because if it wasn't for this. Um, it wouldn't expose people because of this audience and i know there's an audience that do follow you but with my audience too it's opening up another um another uh, um a genre for you too with mine and it's getting you know your stuff out to more people so people can understand and um because the, the sky is the limit for you guys because you guys i can see you guys doing speaking tours and doing all that as a group and, you know, really doing your stuff, man, and your scientific stuff, man. Correction, man. The other side of the universe ain't even the limit for these cats. No, no, no. They're not going to allow themselves to be limited. 
For the 32 people that still watching, go in the caption and subscribe to these brothers' YouTube. Yeah, yeah. You know, support them, man. We gotta, we gotta get behind them and support them. Mm-hmm. These are our little brothers, man. You know, so we can't let them down. Yeah, for sure. And I'm, gonna, and I'm gonna keep in touch with you guys and get my information for D because for the engineering students, I I might be able to connect y'all with my niece who's in Florida, um, who is a doctor engineering student, and she works for I'm not gonna say it over there. She works for a big company, man, for like far as far as an intern and something like that. That would be good for you guys and stuff like that. So I'm gonna definitely connect her with with y'all. So cool. Love, appreciate it. Okay, so we got any more D or we just? I mean, I could be on here with y'all all night, man. But we got any more D because we got to bring them back. Got to bring them back, though. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, it's up Do y'all got anything else y'all want to express or talk about before we get up out of here? I mean, I just want to say, you know, thank you again for having us. It's really been a, a pleasure, you know, yeah. privilege to be on here with y'all. It's an honor. <laughs> Yeah, and I just shared the link again too, uh, for you guys. And that's the website on the screen, y'all. Please support them. We just appreciate, you know, having this opportunity. You know, I think I think I speak for all of us when we just like love talking about the information in general. You know what I'm saying? Because it's it's fun at the same time as it is like you know elevating, like you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, to be honest with you, I learn something from y'all all the time, you know? Yeah. And I think what's most important about you three um, and everybody here really is you, y'all you well-versed in a lot of topics. You're not just focused on one thing, man. So you guys can go into hip hop. You can go into the chakras. You can go into the superheroes. Well, I see y'all have a passion for that. And then you can just talk about meditation. You can talk about a lot of things, which is well-rounded. And that's and that's a journey within itself, though. So I applaud y'all for that. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. All right. So, yeah, we thank y'all for tuning in. We'll be back next week with another guest. Uh, maybe I could get the goddess Tasha She to come on here or... Um, my boxing student and my elder, Miss Rita Ross Joyce, who who was tuned in this this evening as well. Um, but we're gonna continue to highlight, you know, these great brothers and sisters that are out here doing great work and doing what they're doing for the right reason, you know. And I think it's important that we learn in this new cycle of time how much we have to support the people that are really out here doing the great work. Uh, and doing it, you know, for the beneficial purposes for us as a collective. Yeah, I hear you. Should I leave y'all? Should y'all give me a fun fact before y'all leave? Something that nobody knows about you that's positive. <laughs> Roger, oh. there you go. You want to uh, let's get a fun fact? Fun fact, man. Something that nobody knows about you that is, that is positive. And knows about me is one of fun fact. There's two different things we're asking here. I got some, I some random stuff happening to me. What you want? Yeah, fun, fun fact, real quick, before we get out of here. Oh, fun fact. Okay, there are more bacterium on your tongue than stars in the universe. Mm. 
that's you that's know that one. I ain't like that one. <laughs> I was about to ask. I'm about to ask the Pharaohs. Do you want to do an outro? The outro, but I mean, I guess we can off that if y'all want it. Our outro. Let's do our outro. They got, outro. They got a real unique outro. Y'all go ahead and give the people y'all outro. Give it to them. Rod the God, Horace Pharaoh, Don the Ascendant. Okay. Hey, from men's to kings, and from kings to gods. Fresh Pharaoh Entertainment. <laughs> Peace, family. We'll see y'all next week.